We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Happy, happy day to you. Ethereum explodes 21%. Woo! Kind of a Bitcoin, digital currency kind of, cryptocurrency kind of play. No. When you see that, that makes me nervous. Over the weekend, Ethereum didn't do anything. It didn't get a job. It didn't post record earnings. It didn't come out with a cure for the COVID-19. But it's a 19, 20, 21% boom, just like that. As investors focus it's bouncing around right now. Microsoft's going to leap another 20%, so says an analyst at Wedbush, as cloud computing strength drives strong earnings. Hey, if you work in corporate America in the year 2020, you learned, I don't want to say the power of Microsoft, but how pervasive they still are. Whether it's Microsoft Teams, whether it's Outlook 365, you probably in some way, shape, or form got online with Microsoft and or bought a new Surface Top Pro laptop slash iPad thingy, or maybe you got Outlook for a personal computer. Maybe you put your kids on a cheap Dell laptop. I don't know, but you probably experienced a little bit more Microsoft in your life, and I think that's kind of what the analyst is seeing. Now, you say the word cloud computing, which is kind of a natural uh, progression from personal computers to network computers, to let's store our stuff on the cloud. BlackBerry's up 100% after a patent settlement with Facebook. Up 100% in the last five trading days on a company that I thought was internet roadkill. Do I care? I don't. I'm not tempted by my brother's wife, my neighbor's barbecue grill, I'm not tempted by your BlackBerry shares. Like, I'm just not that guy. I know you're saying, did you go all biblical on me about thou brother's wife? Covet. Well, she is kind of hot. <laughs> oh, I wish that was true. Apple shares could soar 25% on eye-popping iPhone sales and strong demand from China in 2021. Interesting. The headlines are kind of rich, aren't they? We're in earnings season is one of the reasons why. And in earnings season, it's time to tell the truth. And to tell the truth, not all stocks are created equal. And companies like Microsoft and Apple have amazing free cash flow. And they're both benefiting from COVID lockdowns as well as a strong product cycle. Microsoft in the cloud, Apple with 5G. 
A notorious market bear who called the dot-com bubble says he sees fresh deterioration in the market indicator that first signaled the 1929 and 1987 crashes. He warns that stocks are ripe for a 70% drop. His name's John Hussman, calling for a 65 to 70% drop in the S&P 500. Now, I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I want to ask you the question, what if he is right? How's that going to make you feel? I don't like that he's quoting 1920-whatever, as I think we're in a different economy. We're not coming out of the Dust Bowl. We're not farmers. We're not going west, young man. We're not looking at the orchards, fields, the apple orchards in Palo Alto going, oh, I bet that'd be a great place to put a, uh, a computer company. Too early at that point. We're a farming nation. Here's the kicker, is debt-sensitive components of the U.S. economy were very similar in 1929, 1987, and today, where you see these unfavorable shifts in where can you put your money, and therefore you go, well, why not put it in a company that really has no business in getting my money, but with all the other alternatives, I'll, 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 I guess I'll settle for this one. Remember when I started by saying I don't covet my brother's wife or my neighbor's barbecue grill? Maybe just a little bit on the barbecue grill. But it's kind of important that you stay in your lane. Tax hikes are coming. Stock market's ignoring them. So we have one analyst who's saying 75-80% correction. We have one person, me, saying tax hikes are coming. No one else is really talking about that right now. We're talking about inauguration, shift of power, electric vehicles, clean energy. You'll get people who on a regular basis, CFP Chad Burton, will say, hey, taxes are going to be higher in 10, 15, 20 years, don't you think? we got this big old national deficit, national debt clock. At some point in time, it's going to be time to pay that. I don't know. That's always true. But tax hikes, I think we could expect as we do kind of shift back and forth on corporate tax rates, individual tax rates, taxing of soda, taxing of alcohol, taxing of marijuana. Tax, 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 tax. Politicians never met a tax they didn't like. <coughs> For now, we're looking at the fiscal actions taken by the monetary policy of the Federal Reserve and the government policy <coughs> on stimulus. And we seem to be over-aiming on stimulus versus under-aiming. I don't know if that's completely true. But it seems to me like we should err on the side of caution and put together a $1.9 trillion plan. And then in future years, steal from that and say, well, we gave you a lot in 2021. We gave you too much, so we're scaling back 2022, 2023. I don't know if that's realistic. Because we also get kind of used to milk coming out of a bottle. You don't have to work at it as much as, much as you used to when it comes out of a bottle, right? I know you're saying it's not like I have to get on my hands and knees and get underneath a cow and, well, you know, get my milk. It comes out of a bottle these days. <laughs> so fiscal policy is very stimulative at this point in time. We have a ton of cash coming to the markets and we have a ton of cash saved. People during the pandemic saved money. So we are going to have a rock and roll economy at some point, in my belief, 
if we can eradicate or come close to eradicating COVID. Now, Moderna's already out there saying, hey, we have a booster shot on the way for the South African variant of COVID-19. We're working on that, that UK one, but we plan to make more money selling you more doses. And it's probably the first time I've ever crossed that line and said they plan to make more money instead of they, they're going to save lives. Not enough cowbell in this economy at this point in time or too much cowbell. Right now, I think we have too much cowbell. Lot. We got plenty of stimulus. So we're in earnings season. That reflects the fourth quarter of 2020. Earnings season kind of implies that October, November, December, which if we remember correctly, we weren't really shutting down our economy until late January, early February through March when it got kind of serious as a heart attack. So this is the last earnings season that'll be kind of pre-COVID. Then we're going to go through four earnings seasons of COVID comparisons. And then hopefully we go through four earnings periods one year in 2022, where we're talking about a recovery from 2020, which 2020, we were talking about a weakness from 2019. These are interesting times. Be patient. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. This is my favorite week of the year. I know you're saying, is it the Super Bowl week? No. Packers should fire their coach for that call. I have no patience for bad coaching. I try to be your financial coach in a way, shape, or form, even though I know we don't have a financial relationship and you should take it as a grain of salt. But I've done pretty well of creating wealth in my lifetime, and I've made some pretty good partners in life, people like CFP Chad Burton. I'm proud of my radio affiliations, my television affiliations. Um, you can always learn more about me at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I'm proud of the people that I work with in the industry. But this is a big week for me, and it's my favorite week of the year. I know you're saying, is it Christmas somehow? Did I? No, no. Is it your anniversary? Nope, 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 nope. Is it your birthday? Nope. Yet it's my favorite week. It's the biggest week of earnings that ties back to the holiday period. So earnings season is divided into three weeks, essentially, in my mind. The financials kind of kick things off last week. This week, you kind of get a lot of S&P 500 companies like Tesla, Microsoft, and Apple. Next week, you kind of get the, the secondary kind of tertiary names on Wall Street where you're like, oh, that's the company that supplies to Apple. Or, oh, that's the company that supplies to Tesla. So it's kind of a three-week period of just barrage after barrage after barrage. And I love it. I'm not saying that I have an addiction, but I might have an addiction. I will sleep maybe 15 hours this week. Maybe. Monday through Friday. Or Sunday through Thursday night. Sunday through Friday morning. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you remember Joe Pesci and how popular he was at one point in, in the world? And now he's just an old dying man. And I only bring that up because it happens to all of us. I'm not being petty. 
earnings season. We are expected to see about a 5% earnings decline for the S&P 500. But a week ago, we were expecting things to drop about 6.3%. And I know you're saying, that doesn't sound like that much, Rob. You're talking about an exponential 20% drop or change. That's not bad. As we're learning what happened in the fourth quarter of 2019. No, no, no. Fourth quarter of 2020. (laughs) We're kind of looking back and going like, it's the big tech that had the big year. Apple culminated beautifully. Microsoft culminated beautifully. Stocks are at all-time highs. Tesla, all-time highs. What a year, right? Now we're going to learn, did they earn it in earnings and sales, or are their stocks just artificially moving higher because of cash flow? Um, Wednesday afternoon is going to be fun. Because all three companies have reported record revenue in the holiday quarter. Holiday quarter is always crucial for Apple because they've turned into what I, for lack of a better word, they've turned into a holiday present for people. Don't know what to get? Get AirPods. Don't know what to get? Get a new phone. Don't know what to get? Get charging cables. Don't know what to get? And they just pull out the Apple money rake, which is a pretty big rake. I've seen it before. And with the new iPhones in the fall, I've got a slight crack in my old phone. And I'm like, I need a new phone. I need it. I need it. I want a new phone. They have a better camera. I'm not going to get it because I'm practical. But at the same time, I could see myself breaking down and getting it. But I see other, like, this is a big quarter. In theory, it was a big, your old phone is 4G. Your new phone is 5G. And only people who are, how shall we say, beneath us use 4G. Facebook's expected to post what should easily be a record quarter, given strong digital advertising trends during the holiday period. I I, I might consider buying Facebook soon. Why? Because it looks cheap. Its growth rate compared to its PE, it's a no-brainer. It's a buy. Except for the fact that there's like lawsuits and Department of Justice and European Union kind of hate going after them of which interesting to note that google came out over the weekend and said you know how apple could turn off the no tracking thing well we've already come up with a workaround on that google says it's confident about alternatives browser cookies that track you for ads google said tests of a proposal called federated learning of cohorts showed advertisers can expect to see at least 95 percent of the conversions per dollar spent when compared to cookie-based advertising. And they said the words extremely confident that it'll fly with regulators and privacy advocates. But questions will remain. That's probably the number one reason Google and Facebook aren't trading higher right now. It's because they both have business models that rely heavily on tracking your privacy. So Google saying that it'll be ending support for third-party cookies it's kind of got me juiced and excited to potentially find some buying opportunities in Facebook and Google. For the record, I heard Tom Papa, comedian, last night. I was trying to fall to bed. And typically when I fall asleep, I try to find one voice, whether it be something like Sports Center or a comedian. 
it's not that I'm watching Sports Center or the comedian, but it's just I'm trying to get all the voices out of my head so I can relax. And he said something that was genius about Cookie Monster. And he's like, I don't care about your keto diet. I don't care that you're not eating gluten. Okay, you're going to lose three and a half pounds. You're still going to be 26 pounds overweight. And I thought that was funny because we as a nation, we try so hard to give up eating cookies. And he said, just eat the cookie. Be happy. Don't put me through hell because you're trying to lose three and a half pounds out of 30 pounds. It was a bit of a joke, but it also talks about how obsessed we become as a nation. Enjoy the cookie. Enjoy this. Chrome engineers have been working with the broader industry, including with web standards organizations. And this is kind of an interesting. This is a side story that could become extremely important to me. It's just like me telling you that this is my favorite week of the year. You're like, I did not see that coming. I thought you had a week of Rob is being loved and cherished sometime in July where everyone wears togas. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's first earnings season right here, right now. GameStop shares are jumping 50%. I have no interest in this. This is a weird civil war. Maybe the weirdest of all. Yes, in America, we had North America, uh, not North America, but we had the North fighting the South. Property rights, slave rights, taxation without representation. A lot of things were going on, right? Um, and that was a weird war because it was sometimes brother on brother, depending on what state you lived in. But this one in the world of short sellers, I can't buy GameStop. GameStop has no business being open. If you have a Sony PlayStation 5 or you have a Microsoft Xbox whatever, Series X, it's all digital if you want it to be digital. You don't have to go to a store anymore. It's like Napster is finally caught up with video games and it's there and it's it's healthy and it's a good environment. So GameStop, they're going to have to resort to some financial engineering of like getting you into the stores to pick up the hard inventory or maybe they're going to start selling uh, marijuana cookies and maybe they're going to make a deal with Domino's when you buy a video game. I, I don't I don't like the pure play of it, so I'm staying away. If it goes to a million a share, fine. If it goes to zero a share, fine. It's too much of a civil war for me. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Thank you for listening to the show. I do wildly appreciate it. Happy day. We are in earnings season. Anything you ever want to talk about, we could talk about on this show. I try to pride myself in saying, don't be shy. Financially educating yourself is is a wonderful thing. It's just like self-discovery of your own body and self-discovery of your own mind. A little bit of understanding of what investing is and isn't helps. Big cap tech stocks broke out last week. This week, they've got big earnings. You got AMD and Microsoft on Tuesday, Apple, Facebook, and Tesla on Wednesday. You get the airline companies on Thursday, like Southwest and American. And they're all going to differ like golden clay. President Biden's expected to debut his Buy American plan today. I've seen parts of it already. To me, that's not cringeworthy, but it's it's definitely closer to cringeworthy than noteworthy. Again, I'm not against buying American, but I don't know if we need to have that as an initiative. I know you're saying you're hard. 
We learned over the weekend that the United Nations released its latest investment trends report. Global foreign direct investment fell 42% in the United States as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. China actually increased its foreign direct investment. And that's a bad moment for the United States. If you look at it as a percentage, foreign direct investment in the United States dropped 49% as a wholesale trade. Financial services and manufacturing felt the pressure. The old phrase, it takes money to make money, put your money where your mouth is, is telling you, China's looking a little bit better than the United States. Again, I don't want you to read too much into that. That's just one data point. Data point, data point, 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 point. Growth concerns on Wall Street will come to fruition this week. Will it be negative or positive? Tough to say. The mega cap and growth factors powered last week's gain. The NASDAQ was up 4.4%. Today, we're seeing Apple jump another 4% over an all-time high and into new fresh high territory. Merck, interestingly, said they're going to stop their COVID-19 vaccine candidate. When you think major pharmaceuticals, you think Lilly, Pfizer, Merck. AstraZeneca, which looks pretty good, to be honest with you, because they AstraZeneca almost makes me want to go start smoking cigarettes. They've got oncology drugs that are all that in a bucket of chicken. And if I could lose a little bit of weight, let's just say I would. If you would sell me a tapeworm, I would eat a tapeworm. If you would sell me um, tainted meat that's going to give me food poisoning, I would probably eat said tainted meat if it tasted delicious. But Merck is out there saying, hey, you know, Johnson and Johnson's like 94 and a half percent effective and Moderna's 95 and Pfizer BioNTech's 94 and a half. We're not quite that. So we're going to cancel our candidates. It's actually refreshing to see COVID-19 didn't stump Merck, but they barked up the wrong tree of which a lot of the research Moderna has said of the RNA approach to COVID got its best start 12 years ago when Ebola was ravaging the world. And it really grew up and we were ready for it to grow up on the next pandemic that followed Ebola. Moderna is saying, we're going to start using some of this technology and trying to figure out Alzheimer's disease. Interesting of introducing a protein into your body that helps the degenerative effects of aging and on your brain. So Merck said they're discontinuing its COVID-19 vaccine candidate, and I, I was strangely happy. Not for Merck. It's not like I own Pfizer, not Merck. It's not like that. It was just like, it's good to see that the hard science kind of worked. The news is obviously disappointing in terms of the COVID fight, but maybe we'll get some positives out of it. Like Merck will say, hey, we're going to let our factories put together that Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Maybe it will be a strange positive. Do you want to take some money off the table now if you're thinking on the whole healthcare bet on COVID and, and make it more of a bullet shot? I don't know. GameStop up 83% last week is up 50% this week. A year ago, it was a $1, $2 stock. Now it's a $120 stock. 
it's not healthy to go through this because people get wrong ideas. It's a short squeeze. It's an active investor. There's no chance that company has somehow got a competitively stronger advantage in the last two weeks. They're still a weak retailer of physical video games in an industry that's digital distribution. So I'm not going to play that one. Express, if I remember correctly, aren't they a clothing company? Up 53% on Friday, up 107% today. How about this one for BS? AMC Movie Entertainment, up 31% today, up 51% last week. You could have made a lifetime, no, 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 a seven-year investment that paid off in one week if you went all in on AMC last week. On the, well, people are getting COVID shots kind of play. But also on the, they got financing, they're not going to go bankrupt, they refuse to go bankrupt. But I'm going to be honest with you. I may never, ever, never, ever see a movie at a movie theater again. I've upped my TV game to all 60-inch TVs or 55-inch TVs. I'm not quite saying it's IMAX in my home, but it feels more like IMAX this year than it did last year. If I'm going to watch entertainment and not go out and be starved and stuck at home like a prisoner. I, I don't know. I'm just not going to AMC anytime soon. Do I ever think I'll see a movie in a movie theater again? Yes. Do I want to say on air that I'll never see a movie in a movie theater again? Yes, because that's more dramatic. I love dancing popcorn, dancing sodas, dancing juju beans. And let's all go to the lobby and get some candy and go bankrupt in the process. There's a lot of SPAC news. These are IPOs that aren't really vetted IPOs, but it's a company that wants to come public. So they find a company that has a lot of money that is public and they say, hey, why don't you invest in us and we'll merge with you and suddenly you'll be an electric vehicle company. Be cautious. This is the wild, wild west of IPO world. Just throwing that out there for you. What do you think, punk? Did I shoot six? Or did I shoot seven? Knowing that I have a nine shooter, you're out of luck. Was Clint Eastwood the coolest at one point in time? And now he's just an old man. I throw that out there not to make fun of Clint Eastwood because he could still kick my butt. I throw that out there in large part just to remind you, we were on this planet for a period of time. His best earning days happened in the 70s and 80s when he was Dirty Harry. Uh, but he probably made more money making films in his 70s, 80s, and 90s. In large part, is he 90? I don't know, probably. Uh, in large part because the, the scale of the industry went higher. Kimberly Clark reported this morning that shares are up 3.9%. Their top line and bottom line estimates beat expectations for 2021. What does Kimberly Clark make? I'm going to give you just a second to try to figure this out. Why am I talking about Kimberly Clark? Do they have a, a iPhone? No. Do they have a vaccine candidate? No. What does Kimberly Clark have that caused them to hit their revenue and their earnings last year? Alex, what were we missing in March and April at stores? Correct answer is 
Kimberly Clark toilet paper. The company makes Kleenex and tissues and diapers, huggies and pull-ups, which aren't cheap. Oh, I get it. Flush, get it? Ha <laughs> um, I bring this up because in March and April, we were stocking up on huggies because I didn't have a kid or a baby, but I figured I better get some diapers just in case. Just in case I run out of toilet paper and I got to walk around the house in huggies. I know you're saying you did not buy diapers. Maybe. Okay, they also make, and I'm not allowed to say this on air without getting the cringe factor of all men up to level four. <coughs> Kotex. <coughs> so they make paper products, diapers, feminine care products, Kotex. Incontinence products like Poise, it depends. Which, for the record, when I go to my first concert, I'm going to be so excited post-COVID that I'm going to get some Depends. And I ain't going to the bathroom. I'm going to enjoy every freaking fragment minute of that show. Well, I may go to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's getting a little warm in these here. Depends. But what I'm trying to show you is they have Cottonelle. They've got Kleenex. They've got Viva. They've got Scott. Here's a financial tip for you that you're probably not expecting. Strongly consider single-ply toilet paper. I know you're saying, why not double-ply? Because single-ply won't clog your toilet as much, and you won't have to get a plumber ever to your house, in theory. Plumbers aren't cheap. They're a whole 401k invest monthly investment. No disrespect to plumbers. Sorry. Single-ply is the way to go, ladies and gents. And when you're on vacation, live it up. Go double-ply, triple-ply. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I kind of ended that segment, and I wanted another 30 seconds to talk a little bit more about Kimberly Clark. Half their sales come from the United States, the other half internationally. As an investor, I own no Kimberly Clark unless it's in an index fund like an S&P 500 or something like that, a uh, big cap international company, something goofy like that. So there's no direct ownership. I try to disclose direct ownership. I legally don't have to disclose indirect, but I try to be honest with you as best I can because I think that promotes a healthier dialogue between us mentally. So Kimberly Clark is not a stock that I directly own, but it's something I would consider, especially if I were younger or more involved with family or more involved with work. It's a stock that I think you could buy and say, I bet people will be wiping their butts in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. I bet people will be wearing diapers on babies in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Now, again, there could be a trend that comes along of like, oh, we're going back to cloth diapers. No, thank you, is what I want to say. But maybe we, maybe the number of COVID deaths on the senior population will change the outlook for Depends. I doubt it. But it has been a, a disease that has had significant impact on the elderly. I heard an oversimplification of like, 
how the states in the United States are having problems figuring out who gets the vaccine, when do they get the vaccine, how much vaccine's there. It just seems like a mess. And then you hear Israel's like, everyone who's 90's been vaccinated, everyone who's 80's been vaccinated, everyone who's 70's been vaccinated, 60, 50, now they're down to the 40s. And that's their plan, oldest to youngest. Now, again, it's gotta be a little bit more complicated than that, but what I like about that is, seems a little bit better than what the United States is doing on a state level. But I digress. I digress. Growth stocks are outperforming value. Continued leadership in mega caps ahead of earnings this week. They're going to have great cash flow. The question is, will it also be great earnings enough to justify huge runs in 2020 and a pretty darn good start to 2021? We look at companies like GameStop and we go, it's $110 a share. It's up 46 bucks a day. That doesn't make sense. We look at AMC. And they're at $4.61, up 31%. They got a cash infusion and said bankruptcy is not an option. Woo! Demon known versus demon unknown, right? Bed, bath, and beyond also up 40%. Short squeeze where everyone thought all three of those companies were going to zero. I don't short stocks for that reason. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Information technology, consumer discretionary communication services, all doing well. Weakness day in energy. That's not necessarily a good thing. Weakness in energy? You're saying, what, what, what? Why is that bad? You want some inflation in energy. (coughs) Not too much and not too little. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, I've been a little bit dry recently in the throat. Thank you. Thank you. So you want a little bit of inflation energy. Um, it's a big part of our economy. It's a big part of uh, the overall S&P. Standard and Poor's 500. You don't want countries that pull oil out of the ground not being able to pull it out and making money. But you also don't want it making too much money. Too much inflation in prices is bad. Too much deflation in prices, I think, is actually worse. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Um, Ted Cruz said something over the weekend that just makes me cringe a bit. Talking about the Paris climate thing where he said, you know, we should care more about Pittsburgh than Paris. And what I can assure you is the next four years are going to be contentious. The Republicans still hate the Democrats. The Democrats still hate the Republicans. For lack of a better quick phrase on radio that works. <coughs> We are not focused on healing as a nation. We are not focused on improving the whole country. We just want to improve our little parts of it. Again, political commentary. Big snowstorm going to hit all the country this week. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, Stocks are mixed today. As tech shares are advancing, but the Dow's a little bit lower, <coughs> as is the S&P 500. We are in earnings season, which sometimes has a big seasonal transition to it. In this case, the beginning of the year, moving deeper into winter. Um, Boeing 737 MAX to fly again in Europe. So maybe that's a crack of good news, a sliver of sunlight, so to speak. Moderna shares are surging, working on a new vaccine against the variant. Hold on, wait, wait. 
Rob Black still doesn't have his first COVID shot, let alone his second COVID shot. And you're telling me a third COVID shot's on the way? Dang it. It's almost like buying a Microsoft Xbox One Pro and you think you're all that in a bucket of chicken. And the next day they announce the Xbox Series X and you're like, no! If I had only waited 24 hours. Thank you, Homer. Need him for emphasis. So Disney's a little lower today. Nike's a little lower today. And I find that interesting. I might find some promise in that. Visa's aggressively. This is feeling like a reversal. When I'm looking at the name of stocks that are pulling back, <laughs> it's looking like Wall Street woke up in a little bit of a bad mood. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. A company called Wingcopter out of Germany pulled in $22 million. It's a new drone company. Looks pretty promising. Going to California. I love this song. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.